Welcome to the friendliest campus in the South. Shotgun, Blanchard, one back set, rolls right, pressure coming, throws, Middleton, go, To the gym of the hills. He lifts it to left, that one's pretty well hit, all on the run, that ball is gone! Home of the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. This is your podcast for JSU Sports. High fly ball, center field. It is back. It's out of here. With your hosts, Brandon Owens and Cody Hooks, this is Cocky Nation. What is going on, Cocky Nation? This is Cody and Brandon for another episode of your favorite podcast, our favorite podcast, Cocky Nation, a JSU podcast. All things cocky, all things JSU. We have been taking a slight sabbatical the last couple of weeks. Uh, Brandon has not been feeling super well, and he has been filling in uh, and working on the Wax Sun uh, podcast as well. So he's been super busy on his end. Uh, as you guys have known and have heard, I am a teacher. So I've been busy on my end. Uh, we've also just been, you know, spending time with our families, you know, personal things going on. So, but despite all that, we are back and we love each and every one of you. And thank you for listening again. Um, we have a ton to go through uh, over the last couple of weeks. We have some football games that we miss. Uh, we have some news things that we're going to keep talking about. Um, so let's go ahead and dive right in to some of the news stuff. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention, and I'll let Brandon kind of dive into this a little bit more in a second, but I'm just going to go ahead and introduce this. Uh, if you have not been paying attention to the information and the news that's been coming out about not just JSU, but Conference USA, because we can't keep forgetting that. We're moving. We're to, it's happening. We have, we've agreed on that. It's, it's, it's going to happen. There's no change. Uh, but there's some other big news that's been coming out about Conference USA. Brandon, go ahead and fill us in. Uh, well, let me just preface this by saying a all JSU fans were so happy when we got this news. Uh, we saw it coming. It was it was a team that we thought was going to join, but Conference uh, Conference USA a couple weeks ago approached Kennesaw State and did a campus visit and was very interested, but it had this move had to be made possible going through the uni University of Georgia Board of Regents. Um, so, or the University of Georgia system. I, anyways, that whole shebang had to get approved uh, for KSU. Um, they conditionally approved it, and KSU, um, after receiving that news, worked diligently and very quick, might I add, to get unconditional approval. Um and was eventually extended an invitation to Conference USA. KSU accepted. Uh, they won't be moving until 2024. So next season, we will still have nine teams in Conference USA. But in 2024, we will have 10 teams. So I would imagine at that point, Conference USA would split into two divisions, uh, two five-team divisions, kind of like what the Sun Belt did um, before adding the four teams that they just added. Um, so yeah, congratulations, KSU. You're moving up to the big boys with us and we don't have to give up this rivalry. <laughs> I'm super excited. Um, by the way, just in case anybody needs to know, this is a vanilla nitro, uh, Pepsi. So, uh, just in case you thinking it is delicious. No, don't, Pepsi is don't. not delicious. Okay. Pepsi this is, is not the one. We are listen. in Coke. We are in Coke country. Cody. This is one, listen, this we, is we are one, how far away from Atlanta? This is one of the few Pepsis that I actually drink. So just in case it's not beer, it is a vanilla draft Pepsi. Um, but let's, let's kind of dive into that real quick. So I'm excited. Because I was super excited about the win that we just recently had with them. You know, we talked about that. Mm -hmm. We we were our excited. Over our first win against KSU. Um, because 
Kennesaw State has been that uh, skeleton in the closet for us ever since we played them back in the playoffs a couple years ago. And so it has just haunted our dreams ever since then. But now we're starting to get better. They're starting to get better. And the biggest thing that we constantly keep bringing up and that you mentioned is the fact that we can turn this into a rivalry. Now, if you ask me personally, excuse me, I would say personally, we could turn this into a November game every year during rivalry week. Uh, rivalry week. I can't talk to you. Sure not beer. Um, no, it's not beer. Um, <laughs> but we could turn that into a rival game every year and do it back and forth at KSU at JSU. I think this is, listen, it's been what the people want. Give the people what they want. Make this a rivalry game every year. Mm -hmm. And I promise you the people will flock to it mm -hmm. because we don't have Troy anymore. We're not going to have you in. Well, we trying to get Troy. <laughs> I know we tried to get Troy, but we don't have Troy anymore. We're not going to have UNA anymore, which means that we need something. We need something that can stir the people, that can bring out the people, the fans, to the one game that everybody wants to see, and that is the KSU game. Mm -hmm. That is my personal opinion, and I know that you agree with me because we've talked about this several times, and I love this move. I love this change. Now, here's the one thing that I am kind of hesitant well, about. Okay, go ahead. Is K uh, not KSU? Sorry, uh, is Conference USA gonna stay as a ten-team conference? Um, I think for the foreseeable future. But before I dive into that, I do want to add: we will have two major conference rivals now. Um, Sam Houston has just been a rivalry in the making ever since we played them. Um, on a year-to-year -year basis except this year since covid so i i think this could probably like the fact that both of us are moving uh people are wanting to call it the gravy bowl which i think is an absolute great name some people are wanting that rivalry to be on thanksgiving weekend um i personally think if for for all three fan bases um and because it involves just JSU, if Conference USA is smart, they will make the KSU one on Thanksgiving weekend mm -hmm. until they see how the, what I will always call it until told otherwise, until I, the Gravy Bowl. I, I think until we, until Conference USA sees that the Gravy Bowl is going to be a success, going to be a major conference rivalry um until that happens ksu needs to be on thanksgiving weekend mm -hmm. once the gravy bowl but against sam houston becomes a major rivalry for both schools i think that's when you alternate like every two years so like two years uh you have a home and home against ksu on thanksgiving weekend the next two years you have a home and home or they're wanting to make it a, a neutral site game um, they're, they're possibly thinking about making, um, this game until a certain school moves up. They're wanting to put this game in NGR, NRG. It, it's a stadium, it, wherever the Texans play, the Houston Texans, uh, mm. they're wanting to hold, have the gravy bowl played there, which mm. I think is great as far as TV and publicity is concerned. Now fan travel probably not but i think i i think that could probably be a good benefit for jsu sam houston and then for our rivalry against ksu i mean that it needs it needs to be later in the season it's gonna have it's gonna hold more um excitement if it's later in the season now one thing i will say is i i completely agree and understand where you're coming from but one thing that i would say is that when you think about alabama okay when you think of alabama's rivalries who do you think of you think of number one which is auburn auburn which is played during thanksgiving weekend right. and then who what's the other one uh lsu but 
it, people people could either argue the second biggest rivalry for Alabama is either LSU or Texas A&M. See, and I would throw in a third one, which is Tennessee. And I say that as a I, okay, I call it a rivalry, but it's more of like it's the it's that one game every season that Alabama fans and now. Mm-hmm. Tennessee fans can look for which I was very happy about by the way <laughs> I wasn't um where Tennessee fans and Alabama fans enjoy that week okay mm-hmm. so my argument is that uh this would be the perfect time to go ahead and turn like Sam Houston into like our Tennessee and then Kennesaw into our rivalry, you know. Th- so that's just something I think mm-hmm. about uh, that could potentially turn into that. But um, well, you also have to think about like the other teams that are joining. Like they're go, we're gonna have a natural rivalry with MTSU because they're just close. Mm-hmm. Um, Liberty, I mean, just the pure hatred between the two schools in basketball season that's going to transition over to football uh so you have that um and then let's see maybe western kentucky maybe that might be a quote-unquote rivalry kind of like how semo and jsu were in the obc for like the last couple of years of jsu's tenure in the OVC. Both teams, both teams were just really, really good. It felt like a rivalry game, but it wasn't a rivalry game. Right. Um, but that also again leads me back to the question I asked. Um, because there's been a lot of shifts. I'll throw in my opinions in a second um about it, but will Conference USA decide we're gonna stay? as a 10-team conference, or are they going to move to 12 teams? Now, before you add your input, let me go ahead and add mine. Mm-hmm. If you ask me, I think they won't. I think they'll end up moving to a 12-team conference. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason being is because think about it, okay? If they really wanted to, they could have added Kennesaw State next year. Follow me here. Oh, yeah. They could have, but why? Why would they wait until 2024? Because there's more teams on the way. <laughs> they have more teams on the way. They're waiting until the season's over, until uh, football season is close to being over. They're trying to wait and see what, whoever the prospects that they're looking at, which there's been rumors about who they're looking at. Uh, there's from, quite from, a I wouldn't say a big list, but I mean, there, it's a there, lengthy there's list. A, yeah, there's a very lengthy list of FCS teams that they're looking at to move up into the FBS. Good team. FCS teams might yeah. we add. <laughs> and, and to move them into Conference USA. Some of those being, uh, you've probably heard, uh, heard these rumors before. I don't know, but I've heard rumors about uh, South Dakota State. I've heard yeah. uh, rumors about North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple others. Um Oh, what's the one? Um, oh, shoot. I heard a rumor about UCA. Um, That's not going to happen. I yeah. can already go ahead and tell See, you. And, and, that, and, and I knew that wasn't going to happen anyways. But th- there's a lot of teams that are on that list. Why would they wait to put KSU in? Because they have a list. They're waiting to see who are they going to add? Who are they going to put in? Because they want to make sure that that 2024 season is going to come out with a bang. Because I... Listen, we saw it just this year. What an FCS team can do when they move into the big leagues, and that school's name is JMU. James Madison University came up with the bang. They've only lost what two games at this point? Three games? Two. They've only lost two games, and those were hard fought one. uh, Hard fought. They were. They were close. They were very very close. You're telling me that. You, there's just no way. There's no way that they're not looking at at least two more teams to add to this list. Mm-hmm. And it would just make the most sense. Now, arguably speaking, if we were to get into that, if we were to add two more teams, if you ask me, it should be South Dakota, North Dakota State. Why? Follow me. Follow me here. Okay. For following the same idea of rivalry week. Okay. That could be their week. 
North Dakota, South Dakota State. Yeah. They fight for the uh, the the uh, oh God, the Dakota I, marker. Thank you. Um, <laughs> listen, it's been it's been a long day, y'all. But um, but that's just my opinion, Brandon. What are your thoughts? So I think logically, I th- well, before I get into the logic, I you think call me logic. I think both of our stances are the same. I think eventually they will move to to a 12 team playoff. But I think logically they'll stay at 10 for the 2024 season and then they will add two more for the 2025 season. And then probably by 2026 we will have 14. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> so um and part of that is because of certain teams that may not be necessary they may be ready as far as like from a financial standpoint a support standpoint um facility standpoint um but there are certain projects that are happening right now for said move um that need to be completed first before they Mm -hmm. even entertain um getting an invitation so I, I think your next two teams to get to 12 um, are going to be two team or one team for each division to keep mm-hmm. the divisions even. Um, in the Western division, I think you will probably see either Tarleton State or Stephen F. Austin. Uh, Stephen F. Austin is currently uh, talking to four university systems in Texas, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, Texas State, and University of Texas. So once they make a decision on on that, uh, you could possibly see Stephen F. Austin move forward with possibly making an FBS move. But if you ask me, I think the most ready right now is Tarleton State to get the West division up to six teams. Um, now on the East in the Eastern division, this may surprise you. I think it's going to be Delaware. Um, Delaware is only five, five hours away from Liberty gives them a travel partner. Um, they just released, I think it's been two weeks since they've released their plans for stadium expansion um, and facility upgrades or new facilities, something like that. They are getting ready for an FBS move. And the only FBS conference that has shown interest in Delaware is Conference USA. And Delaware did not say yes or no. So I think Delaware is currently in talks with Conference USA. And I think that could possibly be one of the next two teams added. Now, the next two teams that there's like a long list for those last two teams. Uh, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, uh, Eastern Kentucky, um, uh, Chattanooga, um, Missouri State, um, SFA or Tarleton, whichever one doesn't get invited first. Um, I'm, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Um, but those are the ones that I can think of off the top of my head right now. Oh, some people have mentioned like the Montanas and even Idaho. And I'm like, Ooh. I don't, I don't think that would happen. Ooh. I would love for that to happen. I don't think that might Montana that make the happen. comeback to the FBS. Come on. Let's go Grizzlies. Oh my gosh. I, I, or the Bobcats. But, I could do either. But, but I think there's other movement in other parts of the FBS that are about to happen that will move the Montanas up. See, and that's the other thing that... And it's um, not to Conference USA. Yeah, and, and see, that's the other thing that we haven't talked about is another big shifter on why I don't think that we're going to stay uh, as a 10-team conference is because the biggest rumor that's been going around for I don't even know how many freaking years is the fact that they are a expanding the playoffs and B they are expanding the playoffs. Yes. But right now it's only being expanded to 12 teams and not to 
16 teams. There's talks about doing 16. There's nothing been confirmed give, yet. Give, give that some time first. Let yeah. us let us let us have our fun with the 12 team. <laughs> right. And then the other thing that's being taken into consideration is the co- the talks and the conversations about potentially having a split. Yes, yes, please. I the, want the split. From from I the power five, the uh from power five teams that are like elite teams and turning that into one program uh, system and then having still the FBS. Now, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I think that it's been a rumor for so long that at this point, if it doesn't happen, it's been a rumor since COVID happened. I know. And so, I mean, I can, at this point I can understand, but at the same time, if we're expanding the 12, uh, if we're expanding to a 12 team uh, playoff, I think that you don't necessarily have to do so much uh, as far as like splitting. Now it still would be beneficial because then you do have those teams that are like in the group of five that now have an ability to make it to the playoffs. But I still think like, I think the playoff committee um, is going to take more consideration uh, when they take AP polls, when they do decisions on this, because right now they're only making decisions based on power five teams, maybe a couple group of five. Um, but I think as they expand it more, we're going to see more group of five teams make the cut to right. this and make top 10, top five. Um, and so I, th- I think it's a potential change. Now, um, a couple other teams that... I don't know who said it. I don't think it would be true, nor do I think they're ready. But somebody had mentioned ETSU. Eastern I Tennessee. could see. I, I could, could see, see it that. too, but I don't know if they're ready. Like, I mean, they've I, been, they're, I, I personally don't think they're ready right now. No, but I think that they could be in a couple of years because they're showing really good uh projections as far as like doing uh doing their thing in the uh the playoffs over mm-hmm. the last few years um a couple other rumors that i heard which i don't know if it would ever actually happen uh but teams like jackson state um but again that if, if that are- could be a big possibility there but again it's the argument of will they leave their hbcu conference uh behind and dion has been vocal about he has been vocal fbs with jackson state and i think that they have a really good shot to do it um but again it's because we we know how this turns out it it turns into the argument of are they ready um i I know they are ready they are far beyond ready but i'm not saying that's me asking that question but there are people that are i'm all for it i think jackson people are idiots i know they are they are absolutely (laughs) uh, idiots but you have a lot of really good teams like um like FAMU, like Jackson State, that are that are making the stride for these HBCU colleges and universities that should be more in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I, t- I listen. If y'all remember last year, I talked about how I went to that FAMU Bethune Cookman game, and I absolutely fell in love with that game. I thought the atmosphere was great. Uh, was great. I thought the fans were great. I thought the bands were great. I thought this was a fantastic game to go to, and FAMU looked really solid. So mm-hmm. you're telling me that we're not considering? Some of these teams, I know Jackson's probably the biggest one out of all of them, but like, mm-hmm. heck, their college game day is going to the Jackson State Southern. Which I'm very excited about, by the way. Yes. College game day is going to Jackson. Sonic Boom of the, the South Ch- better be on game yeah. day. <laughs> you know they are. You, you can't. There's just no way. Okay. But you, you're telling me that Jackson State and Southern are going to be on college game day but there's still no talks about them joining the FPS. And I mean, we'll take them. We'll take them to the conference USA. I don't care. We won't take Southern. We'll take Jackson state. (laughs) Listen, Southern Sonic. uh, Listen, whole respect for Southern, but (laughs) whole respect for Southern and your band. 
but not for 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 your for, for your team. For your university. <laughs> yeah, y'all y'all struggling a little bit with the with the football. Um but everybody's got to go through their times. So it's okay. Um but we're not here to we're not here to criticize. We're here to talk about potential joining. Now, some other teams that you mentioned, Missouri State. I like that. I like that choice. I, I think that'd be a really they, good choice. The thing with them though, they and same with UCA, they have vote they have made it vocal that they are wanting the Sun Belt. And apparently Delaware has too, but everything that I'm hearing from like Delaware fans, Delaware fan pages, um, just Delaware people in general. It's okay, Jay. She it, wanted. <laughs> she, no, we want we, no, we still want some belt, but we got to take what we what we can get. We got to move up, show and, what we can do. And that's what the Delaware fans are saying. They they are saying we want to be in the same conference as James Madison. I mean, we were at our best when we were competing against James Madison. But in order to get to that point, we've got to take what we can get at this point mm-hmm. to play at the highest level. I mean, take taking uh, into consideration Texas. Texas is about to make the change to the SEC. Say what you want, but Good they luck. are. But Good they, luck. Listen. <laughs> But they are they okay? Oklahoma, I would argue and say good luck. Texas, they're showing that they can make the stride. They sh- they're showing Feel that they good can, luck. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, if we can keep Vandy, we can take Texas. Um, but Vandy needs to join Conference USA. <laughs> never gonna happen. SEC needs some further uh further further test scores and for baseball. Yes, um, I know. Their but, football needs to just oh my god, bless, they bless have your a heart, Vandy. They need they need to come to Jesus moment. But regardless, there are a lot of really good teams that when you think FCS that could make this change. We talked about Missouri State. We talked. I never really thought about Tarleton, um, but now now that you're mentioning it, I can see it. I can actually see it as potential. Um, there's uh, the Montanas. I thought about that, but more than likely, if we're seeing the shifts and the dramatical shifts, I see them either going Mountain West or Pac-12. I mean, it, it's just the potential. Nah, they'll, they'll go Mountain West. More than likely, ju- ju- just like the if if enough Mountain West teams get picked up by the Pac-12 for the Pac-12 to just mm-hmm. stay alive, which there's plenty of research one universities to pick from from the Mountain West. Yeah. Um uh, then you'll see like the you'll see Idaho, you'll see the Montanas, you'll see mm-hmm. all probably all four Dakota schools get offers to go to the Mountain West. And then look at the other changes that we're about to see, okay? Um, I mean, heck, we did just see several teams that moved from Conference USA to the AAC, but Mm -hmm. who's to say that these teams like Southern Methodist or, heck, sorry, uh, Southern Methodist or even UAB decides to say, you know what, we're done with the AAC. We're going to go to... Insert school or uh, insert conference here. Big Ten, Big Twelve. I mean, you never know. These changes continuously change mm-hmm. every year. We went from the A Sun Conference to Conference USA in less than two years. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it it can happen at any point. I mean, it's just it's it's the change of the times. It's the sign of the times. Like this is going to happen, and so this is the opportunity FCS teams need to make to mm-hmm. join up this is good for revenue good for publicity good for sponsorships for scholarships for nil nil like this is the potential to make yourself an elite team an elite school in the fbs region to expand and broaden your university jsu needed this Mm -hmm. we needed this well if you especially like if you look at if we're getting like logistical about the school, um, most FBS schools are what at least 10,000 students at least we're less. We, we are, I think I read something the other day that said we were trending towards a point where we would get to, 15,000 students by 2030. I mean, again, like somebody told me this the other day, our 
freshman class for next year is bigger than the biggest class we've had ever, which was this past year. So next year we are breaking another record as far as like how big our incoming freshman class is. If that continues to happen, yeah, we're going to hit 15,000 by 2030. And I mean, think about all the changes. Like, this is literally the definition of JSU out with the old and with the new. And don't get me wrong, JSU has pride itself on traditional values and and uh, where we stand, uh, the gym of the hills. None of that will change. Right. If that won't change for Alabama, it won't change for us. Mm-mm. But that also doesn't mean that we can't just stop. Right, we have to expand, and we talked about this before with, um, with the university expanding the uh the university itself with buildings, a new uh, dining hall, a new stadium. We've talked about this a in new regards dorm room. A, nor- a new dorm rooms. We've talked about this with new school buildings. We've talked about uh bigger departments. We've talked about the expansion of housing as far as like people being able to live off campus. I'm calling you out. Uh, mm. city of Jacksonville. Um, because we all struggled after the 2018 tornado. Um, but, and COVID. And COVID. Um, because people couldn't live off campus with, with other people because there was a residence ordinance. Um, but regardless, this is a change that is going to happen whether the university, the city of Jacksonville, or anyone is ready for it or not. Because oh, you this know is the what city of Jacksonville isn't ready for it. They're never ready for anything. No, but it, it has love to y'all. happen. Love y'all because we, y'all we are do. Awesome. We love listen, I wouldn't but have y'all gone, have to get with the times. <laughs> listen, I wouldn't have gone to Jacksonville State University. A, a, a university that's literally built within a town. If I out in the middle didn't, of nowhere, out in the middle of nowhere. If I didn't love the people, I love the city of Jacksonville. They've given me, they given me, they gave me five great years of my life that I will always look back at and potentially may look at for my masters. But at the same time, this has to happen. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to see the city get better, the the, the, the university get better you have to be willing to let it grow mm-hmm. and let it get better and i get it change is hard but it's what's needed for this program especially in football you want to be you we literally live in the heart of football we have to do this we have to make these changes. We have to support this school. We have to support our university. We have to support this program and all of our program. Volleyball. Look what volleyball just did. What? Look what basketball is about to do. Mm-hmm. Like this has got to happen. And I'm so excited to see this. I'm and... glad that we're in Conference USA. I'm glad we're in the FBS. Maybe one day we'll change to a different conference. Hopefully, but Sunbelt. <laughs> Listen, are you hearing us? <laughs> <laughs> Conference USA, we also love you too. You're giving us an opportunity to show what we, we want to be with our old friends, <laughs> but we also want to be with Troy. Um, it's just sorry, <laughs> sorry, okay. Um, but this is this is great. Oh, one well, one other you, team you you mentioned volleyball and basketball, but mm-hmm. you also forgot to mention Conference USA is also one of the best conferences in the country. For baseball. Yeah. Like we just, I mean, we're, if you look at the teams that we just added and all the, like out of, out of the 10 and of those 10 that have baseball teams, Mm -hmm. I think only one doesn't have a baseball team. I can't think of who though. Uh, But to compensate for that, we also have Dallas Baptist, who is one of the best baseball programs in the country. Like, I mean, this move is just beneficial, maybe not for football just yet, give it a few years, but for like basketball, for baseball, and I'll even throw softball and volleyball in there. It is a much better move than the current conference we're in. Yeah. I mean, it's out with the old and with the new. And that's what we needed. And I'm glad it's happening, man. And I'm so excited because we're just taking it step by step. Now, are we going to take some L's? Probably. Are we going to have some bad days? More than likely. But that doesn't mean that we just sit in that. 
We're not going to accept the L's. We're not going to accept the failure. We're going to say we're going to get better every year and get better every season. And that is what I'm looking forward to. And that is why I'm a JSU Gamecock. Boom. Mic drop. Now, Brandon, is there anything as far as uh, this move, these news information that you want to add on? Um, No, but I want to go ahead and like – not necessarily talk about it, but just fill everybody in on our volleyball team. Um, they have improved to 19 and four. Um, they are seven and three in conference. Uh, the past two weekends, they won the weekend of the UNA game. Uh, they won both of those games. And then this past weekend, they lost to North Florida and then they beat Jacksonville. Um, still doing a great job, ladies. Um, Hopefully we can get through the ASUN championship, which should be in a couple weeks, um, and maybe go dancing. So uh, they do ha- they do play Florida Gulf Coast and Stetson this week. So good luck, ladies. Uh, and they're at home, so both of those games will be on ESPN Plus. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast is Friday night at six p.m. And Stetson is Saturday afternoon, which I will be on campus, but not for the volleyball game for Mm -hmm. a different event that's on campus. Uh, um, That game will be at 3 p.m. So if you're in the area and you're not going to the Bands of America Regional Championships at Jacksonville State, um, do yourself a favor and go support our ladies. They they deserve it this year. Um, Mm -hmm. And also, while I'm at it, uh, basketball is about to kick into full swing. I think we have our exhibition game against Auburn Montgomery next week. Um, it'll be on November 7th. I think it's a Sunday, to be honest. Um, the first is on a Tuesday. So, no, it'll be on a Monday. Monday? Okay. I think so, because the first is on a Tuesday, seven days, that's eight days. So that would be November 8th. So November 7th is on a Monday. Okay. Um, Let me do a math. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so um, if you're in town for that exhibition game, go. Um, it'll be a fun year. I'm, I'm really excited to get basketball in the, into full swing, especially with the schedule we have. I, I really like this year's schedule. Get them, Gamecocks. All right. So while we're still on sports and kind of catching you guys up, let's uh, let's take a little bit of time to talk about uh, some of the last couple of JSU football games. Um, We spent a lot of time talking about the news, and that was the plan. That was the goal. Uh, But we are going to still kind of talk about the UNA and uh, Southeastern. Pause. So before we move into this, I just looked up the exhibition game. It's next Thursday. So oh, if you man. are in town, it's in Jacksonville, 6 p.m. against um, Auburn Montgomery. So be sure to go support our Gamecocks. Okay, proceed. Okay. So <laughs> uh, we are going to take some time to talk about the UNA game and the Southeastern Louisiana game. Um, so let's start with the first one. So if you were not able to travel to Madison, Alabama to go watch JSU take on the Golden Lions uh, of Northern Alabama um, in the. They uh, are going to hate you so much for that. <laughs> that was the point. Oh, Lord. Tuna. Um, so, um, but if you were unable to go to Madison, Alabama and watch that game, uh, you probably missed the fact that JSU won that game. Um, don't ask any of the Southerners how it went because they couldn't see anyways. Yeah, um, I want, I, I was pissed. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm, I, I, what are they going to do? Fire me. Um, I'm, I'm not with the Southerners. You can't say anything. Uh, but I feel for you Southerners fans uh, and, and, and people that are f- uh, fans of the Southerners. If you got to watch the, uh, the performance, good. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. It's a really good show this year. Um, but come on, we could have done better as far as seating. Um, but it is what it is. Now, regardless, JSU shined out. Uh, we looked really good in the game, made a couple mistakes here and there. 
as far uh, as far as like how we uh, performed overall. Um, but you know, sometimes that's just kind of how it goes for us. Yeah, I um, think that was our most penalized game of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the fact that North Alabama, and this is currently okay. North Alabama is one in six. They are six in the A Sun, and at that time. Uh, they would have been one uh, after they beat after we lost uh, after we beat them. They were one in five. They were we gave up thirty one points. That's my biggest upset is that the defense allowed. It's a robbery game. I throw everything out the window. No, <laughs> I don't throw that out the window. I think that we allowed too many points. We did really good in the first quarter. Uh, we had twenty one. Uh, we were up twenty one. Uh, but in the second quarter, we allowed fourteen points. Third quarter, another fourteen. And I'm sorry, like I just we gave up too much. I feel like the defense could have uh, held on a little bit stronger. Um, as far as stats wise for that game, I'm just going to read off a couple short ones. Cause again, we got two games to cover. So we got to make sure that we have enough time. Zion was 12 for 17. Uh, McLaughlin got a couple, a uh, couple throws in. He was two for four, uh, not too bad, but they were short passes for only seven yards. Um, Lewis looked really good, 165 yards. Um, that was his best game. I that really some of was the game, his best and game. he was. I mean, oh my gosh, yeah. dude! Dude was a freaking freight train that night. Well, we and that's and it's funny because like if you look at our receiving yards, um, we didn't have that many. Like, well, like overall, like like passes, like our highest pass was Galbin. And Galvin, Galvin, I can't talk today. I'm sorry. No, um, man. Yeah, he uh, he only got up to 54 yards. Um, and so not not the most as far as a passing game goes, but running game, we looked really good. What just upset me is that if you look at the stats for North Alabama, like, again, this was a running game. This was a running game game. Like they was just a lot of running. Like uh, their their uh, their running back Powell ended up getting a hundred and eighteen yards. So we just, I mean, it was going to happen. Yes, it's a rivalry game, uh, but overall, I don't have a lot to say other than I wish the Southerners could have actually watched the game. That's just, mm-hmm. that's, that's really much I could say now. I I do have one thing. Yeah, um, go ahead. They their receiving yards it they exposed our uh I wouldn't say necessarily exposed our um secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may have done it a little bit, <clears throat> um, but I mean they really exposed JSU on the pass defense. Yeah. Um. Because I think that's I think that's the most passing yards we've given up all season, and and that's something again that we're just gonna have to adjust and get better. Might at. be wrong about that, but still, like giving up over three hundred yards for passing, mm-hmm. I mean that's a lot of passing yards to give up. Yeah, it it was it was a good game. It was a lot of fun going one direction, um, but then you know it was just kind of one of those things that we enjoyed because we like beating tuna every year. Mm -hmm. Um, But now let's talk about what happened last week. So uh, this past Saturday uh, was homecoming week for JSU. Unfortunately, things did not turn to the best for us. Uh, Unfortunately, um, JSU did fall to Southeastern Louisiana. (laughs) Uh, The final score was 31 to 14. Uh, On homecoming. (laughs) <laughs> on homecoming, this is, I think, the second time that JSU has lost homecoming. Uh, 2019, we lost to Simo. Um, now, as far as like, okay, passing, uh, passing yards. Uh, sorry, I just I, I blanked out. Sorry. Uh, Zion was 10 for 22 for a total of 126 yards. I'm sorry. Uh, the the. Uh, 10 for 22, 10 for 22. That's less than half. Like, I feel like, okay, we could have done a little bit better. Uh, McLaughlin did not get that much time. Um, Lewis 
Another really good game, though. Like mm-hmm. for 15 carries for 125 yards, like that's that's good. Um, is he junior senior? I can't remember. Oh my god, I'm blown blank. Um, I know we don't lose him. I don't think we lose him this year. He's a sophomore. Um, yeah, I was about to say, I know that we didn't lose him this year. Um, so I'm excited to see what he continues to pro- uh, produce uh, over the next couple seasons. And I'd love to see him grow within that, especially with us moving next year up to the FBS. Um, but again, just we were everywhere in this game. Like, oh. just like, if I mean, heck, if you look at the matchup for this game, like, we held out in the first quarter, zero zero. You know, I was like, okay, I can do this. I I, I can do this. And then we get into the second quarter. Okay, uh, southeastern Louisiana ended up gaining thirteen points, but hey, Jace, you got fourteen. Third quarter, no points were scored, mm-hmm. and I was just like, okay, like we could have done something, but at least we held off southeastern Louisiana. And then that fourth quarter, man, I, somebody tell me what happened because. Okay. I you, just. You, 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 you want to know what happened? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's go back to the week before. So somebody asked in Rich Rod's press conference going or. Yeah. Going into homecoming. But it was, I think it was like Monday or Tuesday. Anyways, mm-hmm. when they usually do the like the coaches like the team press conference before the next game, right? Uh, they there was a reporter that asked um, Rich Rod about having a tendency to run the same play, and Rich Rod was basically saying, "Yeah, I would hope we would have a tendency because we run the same exact play in different formations to kind of throw the the other team off." I'm like, how? St- Stupid can you be? You are literally giving the answers to Sela. Like, how stupid can you be? That was mistake number one. During the game, it was very obvious the play that he ran over and over and over was a hand up to a, a handoff to Lewis up the middle. Sela ho- honed in on that. And shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 huh. And then, not to mention, our D, I don't know where our defense was, but that was like, that was not the defense we have seen all season. I, I in the, saw in, in the second half. I can't remember where I saw the comment, but I saw a comment about the game where somebody says it looks like Ross came back to coach. Uh, that was me. That was me. Was it you? That was me. <laughs> God, I just because I, I made it on Twitter. <laughs> man, listen, I just <sighs> we're gonna have good games. We're gonna have bad games. But I agree with you. If we're gonna keep running the same play, like at least throw in some different options within it. I'd love to say, listen, I'm not against the or running don't game. Don't tell the team that you are you run the same exact play in different formations. See, <laughs> Do not tell the other team it, that. It, see, what upsets me, though, at the same time, is that like a running game is not a bad thing. But I am a, like football has changed. Football has evolved. We are a passing game. Like football is a passing game now. Like you still have solid running games like Derrick Henry, who's now like blowing through people um, in Tennessee. But at the same time, like who are your highest paid players on a team? Your wide receivers and your quarterbacks are generally, and then uh, a couple others. Um, But you get a lot of recognition for your wide receivers. Um, and then the people that can cover them, your cornerbacks and your safeties. And so I just want to see us produce more of a passing game. Now I'm not saying that we have to completely change to a passing game because that makes no sense to be a completely passing game. We're not Alabama during the Tua age where he could throw a dime and it be good or Bryce young when he throws a dime and it be good we have to throw in the variety, but I arguably say that we don't really have a lot of a passing game right now. Like we do. And we don't right now. 
Like, well, we, I mean, if you look at Rich Rod's past um, stints as a head coach, mm-hmm. he is very run heavy. He's very smash mouth type of football. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll pass it, but like his main thing is he likes to run the ball. Um, and apparently, I think it was Dustin from Wax Sun Weekly. I had mentioned all of this and he was like, yeah, that's, that's Rich Rod. He runs the same exact play every single game. Welcome to coach Rich Rod as your head coach, what you're looking forward to. And I was like, God, he, he won't last in Jacksonville. If, if this is what he's going to do. Us JSU people hate the same thing over and over and over and over again. It's going to have to change. And if not, Rich Rod's not going to say JSU. And I like Rich Rod. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I love Rich Rod. He's a great he's a great coach. But at the same time, like, we have to be able to produce and show that we can make it as far as overall in regards to uh, next year. And, yes, we're technically still first in the A-Sun. But at the same time, like, come on now. <laughs> I mean that's yeah, all I like, gotta say. Like we're still six and two. Um yeah, we're still six and two. So like I'm I'm very happy with our winning record. Mm-hmm. But good lord, if something doesn't change, we may not get to like even nine wins. We we may be looking at like a seven and uh, seven and four type of season, eight and three type of season. Yeah, it was it was rough. I'm not even gonna lie. It was it was rough. I I mean I I wanted to see us win. I know it's not always feasible, whatever you want to call it, but at the same time, I just I don't know. I just was kind of bummed out that could have done better and we didn't do better i guess is the easiest way to explain it um now do i think that we can get better is next season going to get better yes but we got to show up we got to show out and call it a day mm-hmm. i agree but um i did want to real quick um sorry i'm pulling up some information um on next week's stuff um brandon is there anything else that you would like to talk about as far as the sila game no okay um i've I've said my piece if people don't like it oh well (laughs) i said my piece and if people don't like it oh well um but i did want to just Real quick, it was homecoming, and I just want to congratulate our homecoming king and queen. Uh, so help us congratulate uh, Kyla Chambers and De- uh, Deontay Bush. Um, I do not know them personally. I know friends that know them personally, um, and all I've heard is nothing but good things about mm-hmm. these two. Um, so congratulations on winning the crowns. Um, you will serve JSU well. Um, so let's get into next week. Next week is, uh, and by next week, I mean, this coming Saturday is a very important game for JSU. If you ask me, in my opinion, because this is also somebody that if you ask me could potentially be one of those, uh, up and coming, uh, rising to the FBS as well. And absolutely not. Shh, it's fine. Um, is Austin P. We play Austin P. At Austin P. Um, at I have the time three and three o'clock. Okay. Um, it is going to be on ESPN Plus. Um, I feel like you and I are both kind of in the same place as far as like what we're looking for in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, heavier defense. Um, change it up a little bit on the offense. Probably, probably not. Brandon, what's your predictions? Um, so I will go ahead and say, like, if you look at the offense, like the total defense and total offense stats for Austin P, 
Austin P has the number four defense in the country, and they have the number. Where are they? Oh, come on. Where is it? I don't know. Where is it, Brandon? Look at Brandon not being prepared. No, I had it pulled up. Well, while he's doing that, I'll go ahead and share my predictions. Um, I think JSU, like I said, strong defense. Uh, change it up on offense. I'm going, and as far as score goes, I'm going to say this is going to be a close one. I'm going to say that this is going to be 30-33 JSU. Um, so, yeah, Austin P. like I said, they have the number four team in the – Number four defense in the country. They Their offense is number 14 in the country. But when you look at who they have played, the only tough teams they have played is Eastern Kentucky and Western Kentucky, which they barely lost to Western Kentucky, and then they beat Eastern Kentucky. So they the other teams they've played is uh, are Missouri uh, Missouri Valley, Mississippi Valley State, Alabama A and M, Presbyterian, and eventually they're going to play Alabama. Yeah, but all the uh, all the other teams that they have played have just been absolute like garbage. Bottom of the FCS. Um. So like, of course, their stats are going to be inflated. But that doesn't need they that doesn't mean you need to take away the talent that they have on defense and offense. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, um, I think our boys will come back and they will play tough. I mean, this is a familiar foe. Um, and I think it's gonna be a close game, especially the last time we played Austin P. They beat us and we want revenge before we leave the FCS ranks. Um so I think it's gonna be a, a tough um game especially with it being at austin p that's a tough place to play um it'll be a close game uh but because it's at home and i i don't know if this is austin p's homecoming this is homecoming season so maybe um but i am taking austin p by like three i mean it, it it's gonna come down to a last second type deal well, you and I are both in agreement. It's probably going to come down to a full goal, um, but I think we disagreed on who's going to win this game. We'll have to just wait and see. Uh, but guys, thank you for listening. Uh, this was one of our longer episodes over mm-hmm. the last uh, over this uh, season, season four. Think about that. Good lord. Um, but. Uh, we want to thank each and every one of you for listening to us. And of course, if you haven't already, you need to go follow us on all of our platforms on Twitter. It's cocky underscore nation. And of course on Facebook, it's cocky nation of JSU podcast. Uh, and like we always say every also week on YouTube, also on YouTube. Uh, if you want to watch us like, which, on screen, hit that subscribe button down there. Yes. Hit the subscribe button. Leave a um, comment. <laughs> Literally, it helps us. Uh, the one thing that we did do this week is uh, we didn't have our trivia game, but we will be bringing that back. We next had a lot week. to talk about. <laughs> we, we have a we have a lot to talk about. So next week, we are bringing back the trivia. I don't know what topic we're going to do yet, um, but we are going to bring that back. I think it's going to be a lot. Who knows? Of fun. We may we may we're doing a bracketology thing next week. Ooh, um, on right. like it, it it's getting that time for FCS. So right. we. We may talk a little bit of playoffs next mm-hmm. week, um, just to kind of take some attention off of JSU, since since we're not going to the playoffs and we right. won't have anything to really worry about. Uh, but speaking of the playoffs and bracketology, um, don't forget to go follow and subscribe to all of our other podcast within the SCS fans nation. Um, go listen to Brandon more. If you want to, if you like listening to a soothing voice, if you consider it to be soothing, um, I don't, but that's also because I'm best friends with him. Um, um but you can, you, you, you better, you better be it's lucky fine. that it's I, fine. uh, it's fine. Yeah. We're live, so I can't do what I want to do. I know. It's fine. (laughs) But regardless, I love you too. Um, But go listen to him on the Wax Sun podcast. Um, I'm sure he would love the support on that end. Uh, Go listen to all of our SCS Fan Nation podcasts. Go follow us on the the Twitter page, the Facebook page, and help us uh, continue to grow this ever striving to be a 
great and welcoming community. Uh, but guys, always uh, go Gamecocks and uh, fear the beak. Thank <laughs> you.